Support for NPR and the following message come from IXL Learning. IXL Learning uses advanced algorithms to give the right help to each kid, no matter the age or personality. Get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when you sign up today at IXL.com NPR. Today on the State of Ukraine, China's support of Russia. I'm Greg Dixon. China's defense minister traveled to Moscow for meetings with top Russian officials. The visit comes during an annual Russian security conference and weapons fair, and it raises questions about China's support for Russia's war in Ukraine. Leila Fadl spoke to NPR Moscow correspondent Charles Maines about what the visit means. So Charles, start with telling us what we know about the visit so far. Yeah, you know, this is Chinese Defense Minister Li Shangfu's second visit to Russia since being named to the post earlier this year. Uh, it, it comes in the wake of a summit between the leaders of China and Russia in Moscow last March. So as you could look at it as part of a wider effort to deepen the relationship. Li spoke at the Moscow Conference on International Security that Russia presents as an annual platform for discussion of key global security issues, albeit from a very Russian perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, President Putin offered, uh, that's President Vladimir Putin offered, for opening remarks at the conference, which clearly framed the discussion within Russia's own tensions with the West over Ukraine, you know, saying the U.S. and NATO were out to impose their will on the rest of the world, including the Asia-Pacific, a clear pitch to China. Uh, we then heard from Russia's defense minister, Sergei Shoigu. Uh, he built on that idea, claiming that you know, just as the West was to blame for the war in Ukraine, uh, it was trying to provoke China over the Taiwan issue. Uh, Yet the defense minister, uh, Li, uh, didn't respond directly, at least not in his public remarks, other than to say that China stood for promoting peace, uh, whether that was in Ukraine or elsewhere. Yeah, I mean, China has repeatedly insisted it's neutral in the war on Ukraine. It even came up with its own 10-point peace plan a few months back. And yet, here's the defense minister visiting Russia again and stopping in Belarus, Russia's ally on the trip as well. How does China reconcile this apparent tilt toward Moscow? You know, it's been something of a balancing act. Uh, you know, on the one hand, China calls for respecting existing borders and sovereignty, which Kiev, of course, supports. And it even attended a Ukraine-backed peace conference in Saudi Arabia last week, to which Russia was not invited, I might add. Uh, yet China has also repeatedly provided Russia cover diplomatically, never denouncing Moscow's actions and endorsing the Kremlin talking point that NATO provoked the war in Ukraine. Mm. Uh, moreover, Beijing has bailed uh, out Russia's uh, Russia economically, you know, as Western sanctions have deepened. It's China that's provided the biggest market for, say, Russian oil. Uh, Chinese goods have also flooded the Russian market as Western companies have packed up. So, for example, Chinese cars, that's all I see on the streets of Moscow these days. Uh, Now, to a degree, China's also helped out Russia militarily, that the two countries regularly hold military exercises together in the Pacific region. But what China has not done, at least not openly, is provide military aid to Russia's war in Ukraine. It, It stopped short of that, at least thus far. So it was rather interesting to see China advertising military drones at its stand at this adjacent arms fair that accompanies this week's conference. Uh, That, along with Li's visit, will certainly feed this view among some critics that China's neutrality on the Ukraine issue, you know, is lip service at best. Let's talk about the war in Ukraine for a second. Russia this weekend forcibly boarded a commercial shipping vessel in the Black Sea in what appears to be Moscow enforcing a blockade of Ukrainian ports. What can you tell us about that? 
Well, according to Russia's defense ministry, a Russian patrol ship fired automatic weapons at a vessel flying a flag from the tiny island nation of Palau uh, after the ship's captain failed to respond to an inspection request. Uh, Russian forces later boarded the vessel and eventually allowed the ship to proceed, apparently satisfied it wasn't secretly ferrying weapons to Ukraine. You know, but the incident follows Russia's exit from this uh, UN-backed international grain deal that had ensured safe passage of food shipments from Ukraine through the Black Sea. So since then, Moscow's warned not only that any ships traveling in the region were potential military targets, uh, this appears to be Moscow signaling that it will begin following through on that threat. NPR's Charles Maines in Moscow. Thank you, Charles. Thank you. Thanks for listening to The State of Ukraine from NPR News. We'll see you again soon. This message comes from NPR sponsor E-Trade from Morgan Stanley. Take control of your financial future with E-Trade. No matter what kind of investor you are, their tools and resources can help you be ready for what's next. Now when you open an account, you can get up to $1,000 with a qualifying deposit. Terms apply. Learn more at eTrade.com NPR. Investing involves risks. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney LLC. Member SIPC. E-Trade is a business of Morgan Stanley. This message comes from NPR sponsor Rosetta Stone, an expert in language learning for 30 years. Right now, NPR listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership to 25 different languages for 50% off. Learn more at rosettastone.com NPR. What does it mean to be Black in America? In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, a collection of stories as varied, nuanced, and dynamic as the Black experience, you'll hear, it means everything. Search NPR Black Stories, Black Truths wherever you get your podcasts.